Hello, I'm Jeff. My wife and I host Message of Hope. Message of Hope wants to be your weekly inspirational, motivational, and non-judgmental friend to help you through your week as we share Bible truths and life experiences to let you know you're not alone. Let's join Sandra to see what Message of Hope she has today. Hey, I'm Sandra. Today I wanted to talk to you about something that's been on my heart, and I'm titling it Take Off the Mask. I'm not referring to the mask that we've been wearing in 2020. The mask I'm talking about is the mask that we've hid behind for years, the mask of pridefulness. This mask is how we portray ourselves to others as the person we want them to think we are, not necessarily the person we truly are. Sometimes I call this our church face. We've decided that our worth as a person is found in the amount of money that we have, in the size of our homes, our positions in our jobs, or maybe our status in the community. And this brings pressure to make others think that we've arrived by making ourselves out to be more than we are, not by being truthful. And one lie leads to another, yet to another to the point that one day we realize there's no truth left in us. We've lost our way. We don't even know who we ourselves are anymore because of the piles of lies that we have clouded our judgments with in order to impress others. But we're told in 1 John 1, 8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We all sin. When we try to make others think we got it all together or have it all figured out and we walk free of sin, we actually are putting a big burden on ourselves because we know that we're fake. And for that result, we don't end up opening up to others in truth for fear that they'll discover that we aren't as good as we actually pretended to be. And then that can cause them in turn, to feel that they can't be honest about their life with us because they've been led to believe that they aren't as good of a person as we are. So we become a stumbling block to others, preventing truth from being shared and as well as encouragement. The Bible says, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So we can't just say we love someone. We love them by showing them with actions. And what else did it say? Truth. John 8.31 says, If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So during the last year, our freedoms have been a concern to most of us. And many times during this last year, I have prayed, Standing on Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Since that was really at my heart's desire, I really stopped and thought about what this scripture was telling me. And the word humble 
was the first instruction to the path that leads to the healing of our land. So I asked myself, well, how do we humble ourselves? Romans 10 tells us there are, I mean, 3.10 tells us there are none righteous, nobody who does good, not even one. So I think our first step in humility is realizing that we are not perfect people. We all sin. We're instructed in James 5 to confess our faults to one another and to pray for one another that we may be healed. The same confessing of our faults that is required to heal our land. So if we want to be heard by Jehovah and have our prayers answered, we have to come clean of our sins, our stinking piles of lies with God and with each other by being truthful. The only thing that counts, we are told in God's word, is faith expressing itself through love. Okay, how do we express love to others? We find that in 1 Corinthians 13. It tells you what love is. It's patient and kind, not jealous, doesn't brag, isn't proud, isn't rude, isn't selfish, can't be made angry easily, doesn't remember wrongs done against it, and it's not happy when others do wrong, but is always happy with truth. Love never gives up on people. It never stops trusting, never loses hope, and never quits. Last week was a crazy week. And if you, like me, followed the election very closely, most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, to some degree, that was in the form of selfishness because we were desiring our candidate to win regardless of which candidate that was. We fear the fate of our future depends on our choice for a candidate winning, and that has caused many of us some frustration and some aggravation. But God's word, which is the authority, told us to speak in truth regardless and that he will heal our land when we do. And the truth I'm speaking about starts with us individually as we interact with other people, being honest with them. Until we dispose of this mask of our lives to ourselves and to others and humble ourselves in truth, realizing that none of us has any amount of wealth, substance, wisdom, power, or position that can give us eternal life. No, that only comes through the only leader of eternal importance, our God, Jehovah, And he has his plan, the only plan for the future. He is what gives us the hope, not a president, not our positions or our possessions. When we get disappointed or confused because we pray for something and it doesn't happen the way that we really wanted it to, we have to remember the Lord tells us, I think it's Isaiah, my thoughts are not like yours. Your ways are not like mine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
so my ways and my thoughts are higher than yours. Our king is on his throne. We have to trust and have faith that believers in God are the ones that win regardless of the results of any election now or in the future. We need to quit living in fear of viruses, elections, and earthly leaders. We need to come out of a life of lies and pretense and be real with each other. We all fall short, and none of us knows the all-great plans that God has for us. I can't answer for you, but I myself have found myself getting caught up in the elections and have had some hate actually developing in my heart because of my belief that some of these people are deliberately lying, cheating, stealing, and in my own thinking, I saw them bad and myself as good and righteous. So what am I to do about what's happening in the world today? Well, Ephesians 6 says, Be strong in the Lord and in his great power. Wear the full armor of God. Then on the day of evil, you'll be able to stand strong. And when you have finished the whole fight, you will still be standing. It says to pray with all kinds of prayer and ask for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready and never give up. These are exciting times we're living in. We don't have to be fearful if we continue to have faith and abide by the instructions of God. Fasting, prayer to God over our elections, our country, our sicknesses, and a plea for righteous judgment is good, but real freedom, according to God's word, begins with truth. Healing for our land begins with truth. We proclaim we're people who believe in God, who care about our fellow man, and want to see them obtain eternal life, who want to live in and appreciate our freedoms in America. But the Bible proclaims it's only when we lay aside our mask of pretense and lies with humility that our prayers will be answered. So this is our role, guys, to a great awakening and a revival in our world and the answer to healing of our land, confessing our sins to one another in truth. If we look at John three sixteen through 21, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hates the light, 
neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does or lives truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are done through God. Amen. So you and me, we have to live in truth for our prayers to be answered. It's time to get real with ourselves and others. You know, we condemn others because we view them as liars. Yet if we're honest and look at ourselves, we're liars ourselves. It's time for us to stop hiding behind our mask and walk in truth. We need to keep our focus and our trust in our God, Jehovah, not all the distractions of the world. His plans and purposes are the ones that we should want to see fulfilled, and they will be, whether we understand them or agree with them or not. To this point, I recall the history in Matthew, I think it's around Matthew 16, where Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem and be killed and on the third day be raised to life. And Peter said to him, never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Because in Peter's mind, he thought he was thinking and doing what was the right thing, acting in defense of Yeshua. But what did Yeshua say to him? He said, get behind me, Satan, to Peter. You're not helping me. You don't care about the same things that God does. You care only about the things that people think are important. Then Jesus said to his followers, If any of you want to be my follower, you must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. You must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you for following me. Any of you who try to save your life will lose it, but you who give up your life will meet, will find it. It's worth nothing for you to have the whole world if you yourself are lost. You could never pay enough to buy back your life. The Son of Man will come again with his Father's glory and with his angels, and he will reward everyone for what they have done. This story shows me that sometimes we can think that we're doing something that seems like it would be right in God's eyes. We filtered it through our own understanding of a situation without talking to God about what he wants us to do to help bring about his plan. I have to believe with all the godly people that I personally know who have prayed, fasted, blasted shofars, that have pleaded with God that his will would be done in this election, that it was. We must rest in the assurance and the confidence that Jehovah is in control. We know he wants nobody to perish. He died for all of us. So it may be that we as believers must endure some hardships so that the eyes of those who have not yet seen truth will obtain their salvation before it's too late. And remember, Yeshua suffered many things during his life too. So 
I encourage you to lay aside your fears, your worries, your distractions, and pick up the joy of our Lord, for he is our strength. Revelation 21 gives us a glimpse of our hope and our future. It tells us about the new heaven and the new earth and how our God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. And that the people who overcome will inherit these things. And he will be our God. And we will be his sons and daughters. That's amazing news. This is the news that we need to focus on. We win. Praise Jehovah. But, I'm, there's always but in there. But I must go on and tell you the next verse because there's a price to those who don't walk in truth and the instructions of God. There's a price they'll have to pay. And that next verse says, before the cowardly and the unbelieving and abominable and murderers and sexually immoral persons, sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So we must take a serious note here that liars were included in this group that won't enjoy the new heaven and the new earth. So, friends, it is way past time to be real with ourselves, with God, with other people, to take off our mask, to get the answers to our prayers, to receive the healing that is promised for our land when we do, and to continue to be another opportunity to let our light shine in this dark world. I hope this talk helped you today like it did me to bring things back into focus. God will bring to pass everything he wants in his way and in his timing. And he tells us, let not your heart be troubled. Until we talk again, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be oh so gracious to you. I pray that our Lord lifts up his countenance upon you and gives you peace about all things great and small as we dispose of our mask and walk in truth, love, and the joy of our Lord, which is our strength, our hope, and our future. Shalom.